Senoras y senores, what is going on? And welcome everyone into today's edition of Birds Talk Live. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly. As we move closer and closer to the NFL season, we're going to break down some more news and notes of our Philadelphia Eagles as they are in practice and training camp as of now. We'll obviously, practice is over for the day, but they'll be back at it again tomorrow. We'll look at some of those notes. Um, a lot of big headlines for the NFL. It was a big black eye for the NFL. I, I figured I have to get my thoughts on it. I just have to, as a human being that I am, I got to talk about it. So we'll talk about that. I'm um, we'll also continue looking at the positions for this Philadelphia Eagles ball club heading into next year. Today, we're talking about those running backs. We're talking about the depth chart, what we have here, what needs to be done. Should we add on to this group? Is it complete? We'll talk about it all. And, of course, as always, we'll be talking about what you guys want to discuss with our Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL. Right now, we have both YouTube and TikTok's comment sections open. So if you guys want to give your thoughts, we have some questions, you have some concerns, anything you want to talk about with the birds or the NFL, you can throw them in both comment sections that are that are open at the moment. Definitely want to hear from you guys, so definitely throw it in there. If you guys are a part of the show, you're already a part of the show, but if you want to be in the show, you guys are more than welcome to hop on in. Right now, I'm putting the link in the comment section so you guys can come on in, copy and paste it, hang out backstage, and we'll get you guys coming in here in just a little bit. And, of course, you guys can talk to us directly about your comments, questions, and concerns about the birds and the NFL. Welcome, everyone. I want to give a big shout, a big thank you reminder that today's birds live sponsored by Lottery and Watch. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots Rain Watches, high quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you use my promo code Parcero Philly, you will receive 10% off of your purchase at Lots Rain Watches. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to Lots Rain. Make sure you guys check it out. Use the promo code and thank thank me later. And I'm thanking Lots Rain Watches right now for being a sponsor for today's episode. What's up, TikTok? We got TikTok, Facebook, we got YouTube, we got Twitter and building. Thank you so much for everyone tuning on in. Of course, keep throwing your comments, questions, concerns, as well as ladies and gentlemen. We got Raynell already in the comment section here on YouTube. What's up, Raynell? How you feeling, brother? Go, Birds. As I have my my cream, my uh, my my curl cream, my curl hydration moisturizer just falling on my foot. It's all good. We're, we're good. We're good. We're not on IR. We're not on IR. Uh, we'll definitely talk about some of the injuries here today in the first, in the, uh, so we're, not, we're in practice number six, practice number seven, something like that. They it's pretty getting pretty crazy, but let's get into it. So I wanted to start off today by talking about our league, the wonderful league that is the NFL. Um, look, I love football. I, I, I always talk about this, talk about the story of how I fell in love with the sport. Um, you know, I was grounded one weekend uh, in fifth grade and I decided to uh, watch NFL Network it was a brand new channel on my direct TV service. Shouts out to everyone who grew up with satellite TV. And I watched NFL Game of the Week. Who, for those who remember back those days, NFL Network would have NFL Game of the Week. And it was a euphoric way of watching the NFL. It was the best game in their eyes. They had slow motion. They had um, behind-the-scenes clips, in-depth clips as well. Great camera uh, resolution. Or actually, great camera quality. You got guys mic'd up. Um, you're hearing coaches and what they're trying to say. It was just like a dramatic look at what we saw on Sunday. And it was really dope. I watched the Panthers versus the Falcons in Atlanta. I believe Mike Vick was a QB. I think that was the year that Carolina just were just swarmed with injuries after the year they made the Super Bowl and beat us in the NFC Championship game. But from that moment, I fell in love with the sport. And as I've gotten older, I still have that love for the NFL and football and, of course, my Philadelphia Eagles. 
But I just don't like the way in today's day and age, it's almost like a fetish. We fetishize the sport. I, I hate using that word, but it's kind of what it feels like. Anything the sport does, anything the NFL tells us, we just eat it up and we just run away. We're just so obsessed with it. And as I got older and I've been able to mature, I found the pureness. I found the beauty, of the other sports that are around us. And that's just kind of how the way I look at it. What I really don't like what's been going on is the NFL right now, they look like an absolute joke. And yet we still have fans who are looking the other way, you know, with their blind eyes and just not looking at what's going on and just not calling out the league that they love and support and wait seven months just for it to return. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson situation, it's a little bit tough because obviously it's a case that in 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 all honesty, it's not, it really wasn't unresolved. It really was unresolved. And so the NFL gave broke came down, gave down the six game uh, suspension. And now they come back and say, oh, actually, well, actually, we're going to appeal this. And so here goes the NFL make, looking bad yet again. This isn't to the extent of, you know, the Ray Rice situation where um, they don't suspend them and they do suspend them. They didn't see the clips. And, you know, it was a, it was an ugly, ugly look. We could talk about the Ray Rice situation on another day, but it kind of was like that as well. So now the NFL are going to appeal the six game suspension. And G. Roger Goodell saying, like, I wasn't on me. That was not on me, Roger. It's to me, it's just BS. It's a terrible excuse. Um, it's just the NFL trying to cover up the mistakes and the boo boos and the you know the you know that they constantly keep doing. And it's it's just honestly to me, like I talked about it before, Deshaun Watson should not be playing next year. I don't care how you guys feel about it. I don't care about the stats. I don't care. He's a top ten quarterback. I don't care about any of this. And I see fans out here defending Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Brown fans defending Deshaun Watson. I understand. We talked about it last week. How hunger? It really it, it, it's a it's a strong thing. And obviously, Cleveland is hungry for a winning team a Super Bowl contender, but how far are you going to go to be a Super Bowl contender? Listen, this is Philadelphia. We know what starvation is like. All right. We, you know, we're, we're not the most winningest, you know, city, especially when you're surrounded by Boston and New York. Like it's not easy, but we're not out here. And, and Pittsburgh, I don't want, don't, 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 don't want to disrespect you. Yinzers out there, but we're not also here. You know, at least for myself, I wasn't here, you know, claim clamoring for Deshaun Watson. There were Eagles fans clamoring for Deshaun Watson. There were Eagles fans on my TikTok comments calling me out and saying that how can you not want Deshaun Watson if he if he's not guilty? If he's not guilty, mother effer, there's 20 plus cases towards him. That's just wild to me. And so the NFL are going to retract this and and it, they're going to suspend them and and you know they're they're going to try to rewrite and make make it make it all hunky dory. But at the end of the day. NFL, when you are as big as what you are, there are certain things that just cannot go swept under the rug. And the blatant ignorance towards sexual assault, this is the, this is the crazy part about it, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't the first time that they have dealt with a sexual assault situation with one of their big players, with one of their big quarterbacks of the league, one of their best young quarterbacks of the league. Ben Roethlisberger, about a decade ago, or maybe a little bit more, went through the same thing. Six-game suspension reduced to a four-game suspension Whoever for, for all those who are old enough to remember that year. And yet they still, and the same commissioner was the commission and that same ruling as well for Big Bat and gave the same thing to Deshaun Watson. But, Roger, it wasn't me. 
It was not me. It wasn't they call me on the counter. It wasn't me. <laughs> That's how Roger Goodell is right now. It wasn't me. So I digress with that. Oh, well, you know what? How about the other eye getting a little bit of a black eye as the Miami Dolphins and Stephen Ross, who had, listen, the, the writing has been on the walls for over a decade about how this mother effer is one of the worst owners in the NFL. And on top of being one of the worst owners in the NFL, this man is a sketchy mother effer as well. You got Tom Brady involved. Brian Flores is actually right. Everyone wanted to call out Brian Flores out of his goddamn name. And look at what's going on. Everything comes out now. This mother effer actually wanted to tank. This mother effer actually was tampering, trying to pry Tom Brady away from the New England Patriots to be not only the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, but also to being a part owner of the Miami Dolphins, which if anyone knows how that process works in the NFL, you can't just say the, the Philadelphia Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie can't just come up to me. Hey, Barcelo, do you want to be a part owner? And I say, hell yeah, I want to be a part owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. They bring me on. Now I'm a part owner. It does not work like that, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to be an owner of this league, you have to go through the board. Who is the board? The billionaire boys club that is the NFL owners. They all have to vote and agree that you belong as being one of the owners of this league and so on and so forth. There was no such of a process like that. And to blatantly give a blind um I guess pride to Tom Brady to be a part owner. That's just that's just wrong as well. And there's a reason why Tommy Boy is with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not the Miami Dolphins. I think for myself, this is comes to no surprise. And I think the the sanctions going down to Miami, you know, it's it it's a little bit weak. You know, you got they get they get a first round pick next year taken away. They get a third round pick taken away next year. They give they give Stephen Ross suspension. Suspension from what? I think that's a favor to the Miami Dolphins. So now he's far away from the organization. I think Dolphins fans should be should be hallelujahing to the sky and to Roger Cattell that they gave a suspension. I don't know what you suspend an owner for. I don't like explain. Oh, suspension for what? From what? Well, they all attacked on like a one point five million dollar fine on him as well. So no, no big deal for Stephen Ross. This is a little chump change for Mr. Rossi boy, because you know he's out here, he's willing to throw throw away games. You know, he's will, willing to taint uh tamper his uh or taint is uh, is is reputation like he does not care at this point. So what does even matter? It's an absolutely crazy it's a crazy situation. And it's you know it's funny how like we talk about the MLS, how we have these OG clubs who have fallen its obscurity and they can't keep up with the day day and age. The NFL, you look at some of the historical organizations and franchises today, day and age. And yes, I'm throwing the Dallas Cowboys in that category. I'm throwing the Washington football team in that category. Um, we could throw in the Miami Dolphins in there as well. They just have allowed these organizations, these teams with such prowess, with such, with such honor to just turn into laughingstocks. And now, now the Miami Dolphins have fallen into that, uh, to that as well. It is it is what it is. Um, I, I think for myself, I'm, I'm happy Brian Flores is now not made out to be a complete idiot, a complete joke, because I think there was some validity to what Brian Flores was coming out and, say, and stating. And now he's about to get paid, ladies and gentlemen, in that lawsuit, because this is all now coming out for him. Will, will Brian Flores get another head coaching job? I do not know. He absolutely deserves it. And it's not just because it's not he doesn't deserve another opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL because of the the case and, and this this the situation that that ar arose. It's because he's flat out a really good football coach. That's why he deserves another opportunity. And so we'll see what comes down of this situation. But glad that Brian Flores is seeing a little bit of justice. Uh, what's up, Brian? What's going on, brother? How you feeling? What's going on? 
We got Bearden. Uh, right now, we'll get to the Jalen Hurts stuff in a little bit. We'll get to the camp. We'll talk about the camp notes in a little bit. We got my man Bearden Oz. Appreciate you, brother. Make sure you guys are checking out Trending in the AM, your morning show at DSM Media. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Uh, Ryan Rowe, Deshaun Watson appealing of the sixth game is not easy to change. The way from switching back six games to going back into the process. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I understand, but um, if they don't have Deshaun Watson, then yeah, I mean the Browns are gonna at that point gonna have to tank away. But um, he should not be suspended for just six games. Let's just put it that way. What's going on TikTok? What's happening, guys? Uh, Jewish Philadelphian birds on a path the NFC championship. No, I know. Um, that's that's fine. I, I I don't think I've ever said that they would make the NFC championship this year. I even have I I haven't even given out my predictions for the season. So uh, we'll, we'll see how we'll see what the what I think of the birds will finish this year. Um, the sweet life of Colton. This is very well said, my friend. The I say Deshaun Watson should be banned until he actually shows he's learned from his mistakes. I 110% agree with it. Although I do under I do believe in consequences. I do also believe that human beings deserve the right to learn from their lesson and give a second chance. Beside beyond that, you're screwed. But I do believe in a second chance. Um, he keeps saying he was innocent, acting like he's the victim. Sweet life of Colton. That's it's really great that you bring that up because when I was watching the the aftermath of the trial of Deshaun Watson. Like there was the image of Deshaun, and I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Um, there was the image of Deshaun leaving the court. He does that, has no tie. Um, he kind of looked a, a little disheveled, if I'm being quite honest with you. And just the look on his face, uh, I'm not one person to judge character. Like, I don't think anyone has the right to judge character, but I'll say this he looked like a man that was guilty. Just the way he, I mean, dude, just. Dude, are you're literally you people? Hold on, let me find. There's some good pictures here. Here we go. One second, guys, because y'all ain't gonna tell me that this dude does not look guilty. You're gonna tell me that this dude does not look guilty. I'm sorry, but I'm calling straight up cap on that one, man. Straight up cap. Um, now if you can't learn, I don't think he should be able to play. I agree, man. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, cool. I don't think that's the right time. We still got some other things to talk about guys. I'll definitely give you my predictions, not only the birds, but for the entire league in general. So I'll give you guys my predictions, but I do want to move forward here real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to talk about, um, we'll, 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 you know, we'll transition to some camp notes and news. So, um, Jimmy Kemsky again, great job covering day six of, NFL training camp here for the birds. Uh, today we had no Grant Cantar, uh, Andre Dillard, Mylotta, Mac Kane, Vontae Smith, or Greg Ward here today. Uh, Andre Dillard and Jordan Mylotta, from my understanding, both got concussions on the same play, which is very interesting. Uh, um, Nick Striani had no further information; he did not know what exactly play that took uh, took place on. The Grant Cantar injury. Um, keep an eye on that. This is a guy who's got a lot of potential. Uh, this is a kid that could have been a second day pick. But uh, injuries kind of have derailed his college career now coming into the league with an, a little bit of a knock as well is definitely a blow. Mac McCain, I've heard a lot of good things about this dude. He's been running with the twos and he's been really impressing. He was part of the influx, the cluster that was the, the defensive backs and the cornerbacks that Howie Roseman acquired last year. I believe he got him 
as a uh, uh, end of training camp waiver guy. They they picked him up off the Broncos waiver wire. So uh, keep an eye on that. And I think Devontae and Greg will be fine. Although I, I if I were Greg, I'd be out there um, to get as many reps as I possibly can because there's a possibility he won't make this damn team. So <laughs> we got uh, LaRaven Clark got the start instead of um, no Dillard and no Mylotta. So you had LaRaven Clark starting with the ones in the uh, in the 11 on 11s. Uh, Jalen Hurts had an okay day from what Jimmy Kemsky is telling us. Uh, it, today was really about the defense. The defense really played well. They were, uh, in the words of Jimmy Kemsky, they were suffocating. Uh, the pass rush was in the backfield almost all practice. Uh, the defensive backs were right on the wide receivers. And by the way, watching these match corner versus wide receiver, it's literally... Like for every football nerd, this is what you want. You got Ari Slug going up against AJ Brown. You got James Bradbury going up against uh, Devontae Smith. And those guys have been obviously interchanging as well with coverage. And it's a lot of fun to watch. And it's bringing out the best competition there at possible. Jalen Hurts did not make enough plays. And that's kind of what Jimmy was kind of alluding to in, in this report here. But I'm not going to kill him when the defense is absolutely balling out. I, I do think that as as with everything, it's a learning experience, and I'm sure Jalen Hurts is learning from this as well. Marcus Epps had a, one of the tackles of the day. He laid out Boston Scott in the red zone in 11 on 11, so that's interesting to see. Obviously, the pads are now on, so you got some of these hits going on. You got undrafted rookie safety Reed Blankenship. He uh, he got a, had a nice hit on um, Kennedy Brooks, two guys uh, who are looking to make this roster. Uh, TJ Edwards and Sean Bradley were all over the damn field. Love to hear that about Sean Bradley simply because this is a kid that wants more linebacker snaps. He's been brilliant on special teams, and you want to see him get some more snaps as a linebacker. So we'll wait to see what can, what could happen with that. Um, so we also need to keep an eye out for the third quarterback position. I know it's a third QB how valuable can that be but there's a little bit of a competition you got Carson Strong going up against Reed Senate Reed Senate had the play of the day offensively here today um and it looks like he had a pretty solid practice as well um Britton Covey's been seems Britton Covey and Carrick Wheatfield seem to be some of his uh favorite recept our uh, favorite receivers I'm sorry and keep an eye out for Britton Covey because uh we talked about uh Jalen Rager the other day on um Oyen Philly Sports and Britain could be someone that could prevent Jalen from making this roster. At this point for Rager, the best way to make this roster be off of special teams is some type of returner, and Britain Covey is someone that can compete with him. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for Britain Covey, and we'll see what goes on, obviously, in our first training camp, training camp game that is coming up. We got football today, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Hall of Fame game is tonight. We got the was it the Raiders and the uh, the Jags here tonight. So we got Doggy P on, on, on TV here tonight. We'll be able to watch his team. Should be a lot of fun. Um, apparently, this Quez Watkins, Devontae Maddox, we talked about A.J. Brown versus Darius Slay and Devontae Smith versus James Bradbury. Well, the Watkins versus Maddox matchup has been was pretty entertaining here today. They, they got at it a couple of times. Um, they It was a pretty even match as well, uh, but um, Quez had the best of him in the red zone. So that's one to watch as well. Cam Jurgens and Jordan Davis continue to give us a great show as well. Um, and for myself, look... There's there's a couple guys that I'm going to keep an eye out, and it seems like um, it's those early draft picks that those early first round draft picks, and I should say early first day, first two round draft picks that have not had a good start to their career. But it seems like in this training camp are doing everything possible to make their mark on the squad. And I'm looking at Rager. I'm looking at um, 
Andre Dillard, and I'm also looking at J.J. Arthico Whiteside. What are the likelihood that all three of these guys make their all together? It's very high because I just overall don't see J.J. Arthico Whiteside making this team. Uh, but it's interesting to see that Dillard has really been improved, improving upon. Uh, I look at back at his career with the birds and just remember moving him around from left to right. And that possibly could have hurt him a little bit, but if he could find a position that he's stable at and, you know, be, be comparable at, I think that'll be good for his future. He's obviously in a contract year. I don't see how the Eagles bring him back, but I don't also don't see how the Eagles get rid of him at this moment, because you guys know that with the birds, depth is very important, especially in the interior meaning the, the offensive defensive line. So I think that that's def- definitely something to be looking at as well. Um, of course, as well, Jalen Rager's been making some plays. We talked about it during Orange Philly sports. Don't like the way he's kind of been still on Twitter, still yapping his mouth and putting, he's been a Twitter warrior, you know, c- calling out John Clark. You're calling out suburban dads because what he, he, he told you what the play was. You know, I digress with that. We talked about it already, but he's been making some plays apparently. And, you know, it raises a really interesting question. We talked about it all throughout, all throughout the all season. What do the Eagles do with Jalen at the, at the time? You know, if Brager has a good camp, has a good preseason, you obviously got to bring him back, right? Like that, that's the thought, but could there be some sort of a, a value for him from, for other teams to possibly make a trade? It, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what comes about Jalen Rager, but I'll be interested as well to see what goes down, man. Um, I believe interesting, yeah, interesting. Blue City Empire Sports. You're you're entitled to. I don't know if that's an opinion, but you're entitled to say what you want. Um, line, what's happening? Um, what's up, Jason? What's happening, buddy? What's happening? Um, we'll talk about it tonight, Jason. Well, right now, this is Birds Talk, so we're talking, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, tonight, we'll talk about the Dedede release, and, of course, we'll talk about tonight's game, game one against the Nats. No Syndergaard on the mound here tonight for the first time, but I'll definitely be talking about that here tonight. Um, I, Cole, and I think at the end of the day, I think Rager will make the team. I just think that, you know, he's making doing enough, and I think that at the end of the day, he'll do enough to make the team. We also have to remember the financial implications if you do cut him. It's, it's significant, so... I think the Eagles are going to try to do everything possible to bring him back. You know, I mean, J.J. Arthika Whiteside made the team over Travis Fulgham, and I think we can all still agree that we would have rather seen seen more of Fulgham than J.J. Arthika Whiteside. But, but because J.J. Arthika Whiteside was such a great blocker, made the team over Travis Fulgham, that's the last thing you want to see, right? But we'll see. It doesn't seem like anyone else is really lighting the charts or lighting up the field, lighting up practice. So uh, Jalen Rager could be uh, okay. He could be safe here, man. I do know that Eagle Philadelphia Sports. I do know that Philadelphia Sports. Uh, have you been keeping an eye with the, with training camp today? Um, what do you think the biggest question coming into the bird season is? Uh, I think there's two, but I think obviously, how can you not go with with Jalen Hurts? It's the most important position in sports. It's this kid who has everything it takes to be a franchise quarterback. But the one thing we continue to criticize, and it rightfully so, has been the arm and the arm strength. And can he get it? get the job done through the air. And so that has to be the biggest question mark. Can Jalen Hurts take his game to another level? He's obviously got a better offense. The line got beefier. Um, obviously, you got better weapons. You got one of the best wide receivers in the game in A.J. Brown. So there are some significant question marks. And plus, there's expectations with this football team. There is, you know, someone just threw in their NFC Championship game in there. And uh, although I don't have those type of expectations for the birds, I do expect this team to win a division make the playoffs, get a playoff win. That's really about it for me. But, 
you know, it, it's really on Jalen Hurts, and that has to be the uh, the biggest question mark heading into the season. What's up? What's up, Philadelphia? I see you, Philadelphia sports. I see you, man. We can we can clearly see you. <laughs> um, which games are the season you most psyched for? I'm definitely psyched for the Jags game. Um, getting Doug P back in the Philly. I'm definitely excited to see Dougie P come back. Um, obviously, you know, as cliche as it is, the Cowboys, the Giants, really, uh, really looking forward to those. You know, it's it. I'm just looking forward to them all. I just want to see this team one by one. Um, and as far as and I'm, I'm sure there will be other interesting matchups later on down the line when the season starts. We'll start seeing what some of these players and these teams will actually look like. So, but so far, Jags, any Giants, any Cowboys, definitely looking forward to that as well. All right, let's start going backstage real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, if you reminder, guys, if you guys want to come on in the show about a couple more minutes, you guys can kind of give us your thoughts. Leave a link in the comment section, copy, and come on in. I'll bring on in our boy, Raynell Soto. Raynell, what's going Hello on? There. Live. What's happening? Good. Uh, what you how got for me, man? He's doing, he's doing all right. Um, it, it's been tough so far because the defense seems like they've been wanting to ball out. And so that's been tough for this offense to kind of get any production going against them. But um, he's doing his best. I think there's a lot more room for improvement, and I think we'll, we'll see that as this preseason training camp and the season. Um, uh, I think our defense is doing good, too. Yeah, man. I was watching some um, live streams about the Eagles. Yeah, dude, I'm. I feel you with that one, man. I could catch all those live streams that you can, man. Would you? What are you? What are you excited about with this defense the most for? Uh, to be good and and cover Jalen Hurts. Cover Jalen Hurts. You want him to cover Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who's your favorite player on the on the defense? Uh, I think it's Jalen Hurts. You think Jalen Hurts your favorite player? That's awesome, man. That's awesome. You got anything else for me right now? No. Right now, are you going to tell us what your profile pick is? Is uh, Kareem Benzema. Ah, you're a Benzema guy. You're a Real Madrid fan? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, right now, it's good seeing you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man? Okay. Keep it up, brother. Thank you. Right now, uh, he's a Real Madrid fan, ladies and gentlemen. He's a Real Madrid fan. Uh, also, what would well, my lot is ETA return with concussion? Could he still start the season? Um, I, I believe the concussion protocol, it's like a weekly like test, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm sure I'll be ready for the season starts. Uh, but, you know, these days, I mean, you can clearly tell. I mean, you got these shells over the helmets now. Uh, they're taking player safety very seriously, and I'm sure they're going to continue doing that as well um, as time goes on. Oh, I thought I said, <laughs> I thought I said Dan Celio. I was like, whoa, Dan Celio, huh? I know, yeah, I know I said some things, but damn, Dan, it's all good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dylan, Jordan Davis looking really good. The matchup between him and Cam Jurgens has been very entertaining so far in practice. Um, and I, and I'm just, I, I think for him, it's obviously going through those growing pains as a rookie, but I think it's the more the, the, the challenge will be for JG to find different ways to get the, the most production out of Jordan Davis. You've already heard them going through the three, four, doing a little four, three as well. And that's mostly because Jordan Davis is no let's do what he is, but um, he's he's getting in the backfield. That's very important. And of course, you know, getting another difference maker in that defensive defensive line is big. You know, obviously Fletcher Cox is getting old. He hasn't been the, hasn't been as productive as he once was. Uh, but it should be it should be fun to watch um, Jordan Davis. 
All right, I want to continue breaking down and looking at our position rooms, and today I want to look at the running back room. Um, it's going to be interesting this year because last year we all remember how the 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 offense was all surrounded about the passing game early on in the season, and they were trying to see how much Jalen Hurts can, can carry this team with that with his arm. And we learned that throwing the ball thirty times a season, thirty times a game, is not very conducive for this offense. And then we saw a week eight against the Lions heading into Detroit, a winless Detroit Lions. We all had the worries that we would give the Lions their first win of the season. And Nick Sirianni made one of the most important decisions of the season last year. He decided to become a run first heavy team. We saw the 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 um, the rise of Jordan Howard from the practice squad to the main squad to 53. And he's got that start in that game, and the offense completely changed. They freaking gashed the Detroit Lions. They became the best running team in the NFL by season's end. And obviously now heading into year two of Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, the running game is still going to be an emphasis of this offense. I don't doubt that. But they're obviously want to continue with the trend of the NFL, and we all know we all know how this front office works. They want to pass the ball more. So that's going to be the key. No Jordan Howard this year. He obviously did not get picked back up. And, you know, for a lot of people, they do still want Jordan Howard here. And as much as I love Jordan Howard, I don't think that we need Jordan Howard because I think this team needs to start thinking about what it is this offense is going to look like. If you bring back Jordan Howard, you bring back a safety net. You bring back what you're comfortable with. But running the ball 40, 50 times a game, and I'm obviously a little exaggerating, um, it's not conducive. You don't win like you don't win championships like that. You might make the playoffs, but you won't win championships. And so you got to get Jalen and this offense out of their comfort zone. So that's why I want to put that out there right away. I don't want to see Jordan Howard backer. I'm I'm down for a power back, a per, like you know, like a what's a what's a power back these days? Like they don't. I feel like they barely exist anymore. Um, Derek Henry, I guess, is like the the last breed of it. But if you want to bring a power back, I'm down with that. But I don't want it to be a, a pass or a run heavy type of offense. It just, it's not so like that. So right now, when you look at your backfield, you got Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Justin Huntley. And it really feels like we have solidified roles here. Miles Sanders, despite what you guys saw in practice and over-exaggerated throughout the Twitter notes, isn't he's RB1. He's the starting running back, right? You have Kenneth Gainwell, who will be uh, running back number two. And by not having Jordan Howard in here, you're going to see more from Kenneth Gainwell. He's going to be moved up in the depth chart. You still have Boston Scott, which is very important as far as leadership goes, and just having a guy who could do a little bit of everything. <clears throat> and, of course, you want to play him against the New York teams because Boston Scott is still the king of New York. And then you have Jason Huntley, who you know we've seen a little bit in garbage time and the Dallas game last year. He's been a returner. I believe he started against the Seahawks as well two years ago in, in the 2020 season. And so he's, you know, a fourth body, you know, practice squad guy, maybe not a practice squad guy because it's been two years since he's been on that practice squad. Could they start thinking that, you know, let's look at what else is out there. We'll come waiver time. But I think this this running back room, you know, it's going to be, again, a running back by committee. And it's about getting your touches and making the most out of your touches. And for Miles Sanders, you know, he's in a contract year, and it's going to be important for him to not not only just be the guy we know, and that's breaking those long runs, um, you know, being an elusive type of back. But I want him to get back to that 
pass catching running back that we saw in his rookie year that he kind of went away from. And it's not that he went away from me, he, he just kind of lost the skill. Now, his 2019 rookie season, there were some nice catches. He was making some big plays, but you know, he's got the drops, you know, making uh bad route or not running good routes, not running strong routes. And so those are some things that have been hindering Miles Sanders. And obviously having a crowded backfield doesn't help. But look, you're the guy. I mean, Nick Sirianna came out and said, you are the guy. I want to see him get back to the dangerous, elusive, do-it-all Miles Sanders that we all remember and love. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, obviously pass blocking is big for him. And I want to see him. And it looks like in camp he's already improved upon it. He's gotten a little bit bigger as well. He's another elusive guy. He's very similar in, in that aspect of Miles Sanders. I think his hands are a little bit better. It's probably why you're seeing him kind of split um, reps with uh, Miles Sanders, but I think it's going to be very big for him as well to uh, to prove upon it and get it, getting some more experience in year two. Boston Scott, we all know what he is. You got, we all know what to expect from him. So I think for this running back crew, it's just you know I, I feel like they are going to get a little bit less of production. You know, obviously they're not going to have as many uh, running plays this year, but it's going to be important for them to be big on the passing on the pass blocks and of course running and being another weapon uh, in the passing game here. And you see a lot here in a lot of these offenses in the NFL today. So we'll see what the, these running backs can do. But I don't want to see Jordan Howard here anymore, guys. And I, I think that these running backs can still be very – they're, they're going to be slept on because obviously everyone's looking at the wide receiving room, but I still think these running backs are still very important, man. Um, I think it's make or break. What was that? I, well, I think it's make or break season first because of offensive improvement. I, I agree, man. I completely agree with you there, Colton. Uh, the guards on the helmet help uh, help you. Do you get no concussion? I have I have one for high school football. Oh, wow. They got those in the high school level now, too. I, I think it's another prevention of the concussion. I still think there's a possible way you can get it, but you know, it's it's just another. I think for my, I think from what I gathered, it's just an extra protection there against those concussions. It's big, man. It's definitely big, and I and I definitely appreciate the extra safety. Um, the thing is, what I think about is come come like real action time. You're not going to have those shells. So how your body and how your head react to a collision on your head? I think that's the one thing I, I'm concerned about. So we'll see. All right, guys, it's going to do it for today's Birds Talk Live. Appreciate everyone coming on in and hanging out here. Uh, we'll be back at it again. We'll be looking at the wide receiving and tight end room. I know everyone wants to talk about those guys as well. And then we'll also keep looking at some camp notes here that we have here for the Philadelphia Eagles. A reminder here tonight, uh, I know a lot of you guys want to talk about the D.D. Gregorius uh, uh, releasing here today. We'll be talking about that tonight during Philly's game recap. We'll be live right after the Nats game. Uh, right now, we actually do have on YouTube uh, the Braves uh, from yesterday's day game. We were a little busy yesterday, so we did a little bit of a phone recording. So that's lot, that's up right now on my YouTube channel. Check out my thoughts after that game. But we'll talk about the DD releasing and the game here tonight right after it uh, against game one against the Nats. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure you guys hit the like button. If you want to be a part of the family, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel and never miss out on any of this Philly sports content. Of course, we are we rebroadcast these all uh, wherever you stream podcasts. You can find us under Oi and Philly Sports. You can find that wherever you stream podcasts. Of course, a big shout, a big thank you to today's sponsor, La Terrain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and use my promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, go Birds. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>